Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. My drag could be described as Teletubby Toilet Bowl. Flapjack. And mine's just a big old mess. <laughs> Fawn. <laughs> How are you doing today, Fawn? I am good. I am tired, but. Tired good. of what? Tired of being tired. Hey, amen. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. I don't know if that was the right sound effect, but that's the one we're going with today. Um, yeah, I. it is the end of October, and I am thankful, if I'm being honest. Honestly. I just, it's I, There's a reason Thanksgiving's right around the corner, because I truly am thankful. Um, I don't know. It was a really great month, but I... I just need a little bit of a, of a break. I have some bigger projects coming up, but I can work on them at a much slower pace. So I'm, I'm kind of just looking forward to that and hopefully getting some rest. Um, but there were a lot of really fabulous things that have happened um, this month that have been so fun, so fun. Um, so yeah, I feel like we are going to have a lot to talk about this week for Dragula Titans. Oh yeah, this episode was intense. Just like camping. And it was like, I was, can we address the elephant in the room first? The Boulets promoted this as a double premiere. (laughs) Not a double length (laughs) premiere. Yeah, there was some confusing language around that. (laughs) It was promoted as a double premiere, not a double length premiere. Right. And I would have much rather had a double premiere than a double length premiere. Honestly, I don't know. I feel like... I really liked this episode and the I enjoyed the length of it. It did not feel like it drug on for me. Um, I, I don't know. There were so many twists and turns. I think there, there are times where you need to be able to take that extra time to explain it and then catch everyone's reaction to really make the most of it. Oh, the reactions were so, great. Yeah. But there was just some of the drama that just felt a little drug out and a little oh, yeah. unnecessary they to were me. Really trying to set some stuff up. Yeah, I just wonder how how it'll play out later on. Uh, hopefully, there will be a bigger payoff for all this drama that right. they have set up. Because um, right it beginning. it was a lot. It was a lot, Robin. That was a lot, Robin. So, um, I do, before we get into Dragula Titans, I did just want to like talk a little bit about what we're watching on TV right now. Um, have you had a chance to watch anything on, you know, in this very busy month? Um, I've watched a little bit. Um, I know you've started Call Me Mother. Yes. I, like, started the first episode, but I haven't had time to finish it yet. Yeah, yeah. So, I, my out TV siblings on Call Me Mother, they are going to be running at the exact same time that Dragula Titans is running. Bless their hearts. Um, and... I, I don't know. I watched the first episode. It's very good. Like it's a it's a great show. I love the concept of it, but I find the first elimination to always be so difficult. Right. Um, and it's just because the concept of Call Me Mother, if you haven't watched it before, on that first episode, you get well, there's three families and you get adopted into those families. But on the first episode, there's always someone or a few someones who don't get adopted and they're out of the competition. And I'm just like that sucks, right. <laughs> you know. Um, and in this, in season two, this is sort of a spoiler, but they say it in like the first fifteen minutes. So I don't really think it's a spoiler. They don't adopt three contestants, and there's three mothers, and there's three, and like three of them, just they just eliminate. It's a triple elimination in the first episode. I won't say wow. who those people are, but like, 
what the hell? Like, I I hurt for them. Like, why even bother casting that many people? Yeah. Like, if you're going to do that to... Oh, my God. I, I did not understand the, the reasoning behind that. And I hope that they get to make their own house or something and come back later on. I just... I don't know. That that was that was too much for me. I, I felt very bad. But I mean, I am excited for the season. There's some really awesome people on there. There's one named Seance Knows, who is uh, from Toronto, Canada, and she actually made Hillary's eyeball look. Oh, yeah. And and that's the weird thing to me as well, because a lot everything of everything I've seen of Seance so far is like oh, stunning, stunning. And I a little questionable about a white person with that name. Beyonce knows. Hmm. Because it's very much a Beyonce Knowles. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, I didn't think of that. But, I mean, I know that she is someone who... like the drag is fierce. Right. I know that she's someone who's been around for a long time. um, Or or, or has has developed skills for a long time in drag. And so it feels a little weird to me that a lot of the contestants seem to not be on a very even playing field. Yeah. It's like some of these some of these kiddos started like last week, whereas others are like, Oh, I've been doing drag for 14 years. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't there somebody that said they had been doing it for like 20 years? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just like, what are you doing? Needing a drag mother 20 years into the game. Right. I don't, I don't know. I, I think call me mother is still in those, that phase where it's kind of figuring itself out. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of wonderful talent on there. Um, but it, it's one of those like production things. I'm like, Oh, Okay. Oh, I hope that uh, <laughs> I hope that these things work out and pay off in the end. It uh, is a nice. They did cast a nice, diverse group. Oh yeah, I'll, always. Honestly, I think they have the most diverse casting of any major drag reality competition. Right, and they've got like actual like non-binary entertainers. Yes, like I think Sayonce was one of them that kind of identified as that, mm-hmm. as well as um, Newfound Lad. Yes, and I'm I'm not sure exactly how Newfound Lad identifies as a drag character i they, to me it does seem like they fall kind of in that realm of like male entertainment um in some ways but also drag in other ways i think they the way they were like describing it was they like find themselves just like somewhere on the spectrum and it just kind of ebbs and flows mm, i see that i totally see that yeah um i really like newfound lad I, yeah. I, I followed them on Instagram. We now follow each other. So hi, oh. Newfound Lad. I hope you listen. Hello, hello. Um, okay, well, are you ready to jump into this week's episode of Dracula Titan? Yeah, absolutely. I do you know, think we need that um, Gia Gunn going absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> on the uh, soundboard. Oh, we really, really do. Oh, my God. Um well, we do have a bet going on. I think we need to remind our listeners about. <laughs> hmm. So a couple of weeks ago, Fawn and I went through all of the Dracula Titans promos. We flopped and fawned all of them. Um, and so I just wanted to remind y'all that we do have a little bit of a competition going on. Um, we, we went back and forth making our own fantasy fag roster and whoever has the winner in their roster gets to get a tattoo for the other person. Um, and things are looking pretty good for me. Spoiler alert. Uh, but on my roster, I have Hoso Teratoma, Melissa B. Fierce, Victoria Elizabeth Black, Erica Clash, and Kendra Onyx. And Fawn has Abora. Coco Kane, Eva Destruction, Astrid, and Yavska. We'll see. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see. There's lots of twists and turns. So um, if you've watched the episode already, (laughs) who knows how it'll turn out? 
Well, why don't you kick us off with this episode? So, with the opening skit, as Dragula likes to do, as the Boulets like to do, <laughs> um, which their opening skits are so, like, extra. They are really extra. But they're usually referential, because mm-hmm. this gives me, like, a little bit of, like, a Elvira meet the Twilight Zone a little bit. Right. Um, and they were like, oh, welcome to hell or whatever. And it was like, I don't know. My favorite thing, anytime the Boulets talk, and it's not like every single time, but a lot of times, especially in their premiere episodes, they will say very subtle hints to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, well also just subtle hints to what the season is in general. Oh yes. Oh yes. But no, there, there were two in this episode. Like the one, I think most people knew when they said shivering with Antissa. Say it. Um, and Kendra was the only one that said say I it. I know. I was like, oh, come on, y'all. Uh, and then there was another one, I think in the very beginning, um, when they were like, for a very long, long, long time. That was a reference to the criminologist from Rocky Horror Picture Show as well. But I only think crazy people like myself would um, notice that. Like somebody that listens to the Rocky Horror Minute? Yeah, someone who listens to Rocky Horror Minute. <laughs> Um, I will say, like, there is something about the way the boules deliver. They always have a certain, like, flair to their body language whenever they're speaking. It's not just, like, they're speaking and delivering a line. They they have the whole little flourish to it. Oh, yeah. So, like, I just love their delivery. And both of them seem, like, 100% animated this season. <laughs> Yeah, it always seemed like the the little one was like really animated, and then the to me, and then the bigger one was just kind of reading the line. Swan is the Swanthula is the smaller one, and Drakmorda is the larger one. Okay, I'm gonna need your reminder of that the entire season. Okay, because I have no idea. The fact that I can keep them apart, but I can't keep the sugar bakers apart. You can't keep the sugar bakers apart. Well, I mean, I can now. (laughs) Also, happy belated birthday to the sugar bakers. Oh yes, I hope they listen. Um, Happy birthday, sugar bakers. Yeah. That was that was special. I think they turned fifty. Oh, which I don't know. That a woman never reveals her age. But flapjack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they tell us in this opening skit that they there's going to be a new game, which is a Clash of the Titans, and all of the <gasps> wait former contestants. Yes. Before we get there, can we talk about the intro? Like with the with going through the catacombs? No. The intro song. Drag. The like intro thing, nothing changed at all. Literally nothing changed. The winner of Boulet Brothers Dragula wins $100,000 and the title of America's Next Drag Super Monster. It's no special title. It's it's America's Next Drag Super Monster. I did not catch that. I did. I paid attention. I've watched it twice. (laughs) Not you shading me. <laughs> no, it wasn't shade. I have shade. also watched it twice. I just didn't catch that. I took all it these notes. <laughs> it wasn't shade. It was literally just like, I was like. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, did they say later on what it would be? Like, I don't, what the title would be? I don't know. I don't think so. I think they said like the first Titan of Dragula, something like that. Maybe they did, but in the intro, it still says mm. America's Next Drag Super Monster. Also... I went back and watched Resurrection because I felt like I needed, this was some required viewing to be doing mm-hmm. this. Um, see, I'm a good podcaster. And 
I first of all impressed by that talent. That was a really great mini sort of season thing that they did. But at the end, you know, Victoria Elizabeth Black was one of their contenders to be a winner for Resurrection. Yeah. But she specifically mentioned, you know, I don't know that I want to come back and compete on season four. Right. I would rather compete amongst other really strong monsters. Right. Um, and that they called her a titan in the judging. And I wonder, oh. like, had they already been planning this? Honestly, they already probably. The titans? So I thought that was cool. Um, I mean, the way I've heard dragula contestants that i've met in real life talk about dragula and what the boules are doing they talk about it i mean majesty was one of them that said it they talk about the boules building a cinematic universe mm. and like they're building a whole that checks out i think the boules are very intentional in everything that they're doing so like they're very calculated they're very smart and I am excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. I think we should take a little break and then come back and discuss these entrances. Yes. And we are back, 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 back. And it's time to drag the coffins on stage. And... <laughs> Slowly, one by one, the contestants crawl out of the coffin. So, <laughs> but we ain't gonna be slow. <laughs> so, for this part, you we normally fawn and flop things here on this podcast every now and then. And for those of you that are not familiar, when we like something, it's a fawn, and when we don't like it, it's a flop. Now, if we truly think it's the best thing ever, we're going to give it a... Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. A fetch. Yeah. Bitch. So, we'll be doing our traditional fawn flop with our reasonings later on this episode for the floor show. However, for these entrance looks, we're going to do a lightning round and we're just going to speed through them. No reasons. Just fawn and flop. Exactly, exactly. And that's going to be very difficult for me, to be honest, because I always like to talk. Okay, first of the stage, we have Coco Kane. I think that's going to be a fawn. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty big fawn for me as well. Okay, but first, though, I do want to say, like, kind of while we're talking about this, their entrances as well. So what did you think about the... I thought it was interesting Coco was the first one they had come in. Was that surprising to you, or was that just me? I mean... I don't know. I didn't really put much thought into it. I mean, I did kind of think it was a little odd, but I was also like, how else would I expect them to do it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I would expect someone to be a little bit scarier for the first one. But here's the thing. Coco was such a personality. Yeah, people were really excited. And if you put a big personality in the room first, especially because of Coco at the reunion, because that was Coco Kane's reunion. You're, you're so right. You're so right. Okay, next up we had Melissa Be Fierce, all the way from season one. Is this a flop or a fawn for you? This is a fawn for me. Fawn? No, actually, no, I'm going to flop it. So, fawn for fawn. And flop for Melissa. Next um, Then we had season three. Three. Eva Destruction. Oh, that was a fawn for me. Yeah, I liked Eva's as well. That's a fawn. I, th I think Eva had, like, the best makeup of the whole episode. Um, Erica Clash. From season two. That was a fawn for me. Yeah, fawn for me as well. Um, what about Yavska? Uh, 
Um, also, I have to give the wow, Canadian shout out because she had the Canadian flag. Oh, I did love that. That, that was, was really iconic. <laughs> um, if we were at a Camp Wanakee viewing party, I'd be taking a shot right then. Oh, yeah, we so would. <laughs> um, you, I've been going first. You go first, Frioska. Uh, it's a, it's a fawn for me. Um, I, you know, I, I know I mentioned, well, we said we wouldn't explain. Okay. But I, I like it. Um, I think I'm gonna lightly fun. Okay, nice. Um, Astrid. Um, flop. Really? Yeah. It's it's a fun for me. Um, Hoso Teratoma. Fun. Also, notice this order, right? They do the love triangle right in between, or right, all side by side, right? Astrid, then Hoso, and then Abora. So, is Abora's look a flop or a fun for you? It's a fun for me. Fun for me as well. Um, loved the transition here or Abora saying that they need the next one to be a real basic bitch that just screams going home first. And then the Kendra Onyx door opened. <laughs> was it a flop or a flop for you? It's a huge flop for me. It was, it was so bad. Like it, nothing about it. Red Dracula. Yeah. I mean, she had little horns, little devil <laughs> horns. Um, <laughs> that's so cute. But I will say I, you know, I feel like I was a little hard on her when we did the meet our monsters review, but watching resurrection, I have a newfound respect for her. Um, she has like a really powerful story. And I also thought she was such a monster in resurrection. So yeah, props to her. And then finally, the one who seemed to scare the shit out of everyone was Victoria Elizabeth Black. Stop trying to make fetch happen. A fetch? I'm not going to happen. Yeah. You're fetching Victoria for the... I, I don't honestly, know. Honestly. Honestly. This is a fetch? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we simply wouldn't explain, but... Um, this is not like a flop for me, but it's it's certainly not a fetch. It's a fawn. All right. Congrats to all those people who got fawns and perhaps a fetch. Okay. So there were a few things going on in the entrances, right? So... They established this love triangle going on between Abora, Astrid, and Hoso. What did you think about this? Because I saw a lot of discourse about it online. Not well, the side. <laughs> I just think it's unnecessary. Mm. I don't need to like know about this like love triangle going on between Abora and astrid and then also apparently hoso has a partner which hello poly people exist there are people that are non-monogamous so like i don't i don't get why it's a big deal and like i don't know i'm not a fan i could have done without this drama personally yeah i don't know it, it's funny us going from camp one kiki where it's like we're drama free and then it's like oh welcome to dragula where they only fight <laughs> um yeah uh, it makes great trash television, it, but like, I don't know. I didn't need it, especially the bit of like, I don't know. Astrid being like, I'm single. She's not. And then also Astrid being like, it's not that I have a problem with her with somebody. It's the fact that I don't want it to be a Bora. Mm. And I don't know. It, yeah. I don't know. It, it A lot of it reeks of ick to me. Just, I don't know. I don't really want to know about all this. Um, and I honestly felt bad for Hoso in this moment because I feel like she's coming off of season four where they tried to establish that she was like super unprofessional or something behind the scenes. And so she is clearly going to be trying to put up this more professional front and showing that she is, she has grown in her professionalism. So I don't think that she wants this going on right out of the gate. Um, yeah, I hate it for her. I always hate a drama like this. Like I, 
I would just be like, oh, well, I'm not interested in either of you if it were me. Um, and cut that shit. Okay. Although that, it is a good way to get airtime. Yeah, I guess. I guess, I guess that's what you have to remember on these on these. I just shows. start kissing everybody. Yeah, just start making out. Go for tongue. Oh. It only counts if you get tongue. Um, speaking of tongue, we also find out about a rivalry between Abora and Erica since they were both on season two. Um, Apparently they hadn't spoken since then. Abora is very clearly this episode. The drama. Well, I think there's a lot of it with Abora that is very clearly putting on for television. And I think there's a lot of this in general, because if you look at their reactions and a lot of this, a lot of it seems very put on for television. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. Which I'm not mad about. I, I I'm guess just pointing it out. I think that they were trying to give the impression like not, when I say they, I think the, the producers, so I guess the boulets were trying to put on the, we're trying to get us to believe that Abora was not in the right headspace for this competition. And that kind of was the vibe I was getting with how much drama they were getting into right out of the gate. Um, it definitely yeah, seemed like their mind was a little somewhere else. Almost everybody was in drama out of the gate. Yeah, but it all seemed to circle around Abora, you know, like we had the love triangle. We had this rivalry between Abora and Erica and then Eva like called out Abora later on for saying they didn't even know where they stood with the, that was just Dracula. Eva trying to get some drama in the first episode. <laughs> I guess, but it all fell on Abora really fast. Um, there was that, and there was also the rivalry between Kendra and Victoria. Which was one-sided. Yeah. One-sided. I honestly thought it was so kind of funny, because Victoria was petty. like, what? <laughs> I Victoria honestly was like, I had, no, I had no idea you felt this way. Well, what's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> I've competed against you twice. Also, can we... Mm, the, like, Yovska Kendra shit at the beginning with the, like... We competed on the same show, just different series. We went home at the same time, so hush your mouth. But still trying to act like she's better than Yovska. I don't know. I, that didn't sit right with me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it was it was a little uncomfy. I'm like, you I think, both lost the same fucking show. Think, like, yeah. none of you need to have the fucking egos you have because you all I'm lost. Fucking You're lost. all here. None of the winners <laughs> act this way. None of the winners act this way. I mean, but they also don't have their butts on their shoulders from losing. I, which I get like, cause yeah, yeah, you would get, I, yeah. Cause I've lost a TV (laughs) show. Thanks uh, for the reminder. Um, But no, I I agree. It is kind of dumb, but I, at the same time, I have definitely gone through and been like, okay, so I got this placement on my show. The other people who got this placement on my show were this person, this person and this person. What does that say about me? Um, And I really don't think it does say anything. It's just me trying to draw a conclusion. Um, Another thing was everyone underestimating Erica. Did you, what did you think about this? I mean, I thought it was a little much. Yeah. Leave Erica alone. It was like everybody was trying to single out Erica, Abora, and Yoska as like, we're going to go against them. And I'm like, like, why? I, I think Abora is a strategy because I know if they can get in Abora's head, they can fuck Abora up because Abora is a strong contender. But if you can fuck with her head enough, she will fuck up. And then I honestly just don't think they see Govska and Erica on the same level. Which I think is shitty. I I agree. I think it's shitty. I think that, you know, Dragula is supposed to be this platform that celebrates the, um, 
those who go against the norm and Yavska and or Yovska and Erica so clearly do that. Uh, I don't know. It, I think it was weird for me. I think for some people, maybe they are a little um, too pretty bubblegum for what their idea. I just don't of. even think Yovska is pretty bubblegum at all. I mean, Erica, I see that, but. I feel like some people might think that about them. But Kendra was pretty bubblegum coming in to this. Uh, yeah. What is this called? The It's not the workroom. The. I could have told you. How the you boudoir. Me. Yeah, the boudoir. Is it, no, no. The boudoir is where they fight. That's like untucked. No, I think it's the boudoir. Is it? Okay. Well. Isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. And then we also find out that there is there, so much is happening. Oh, my God. There, there's also this alliance forming between Kendra, Coco, and Melissa, and maybe even Victoria later on. But honestly, I think Victoria will rise above that. Um, Victoria don't need it. She doesn't. No. And that's the thing. Like, if you go into this thinking immediately, like, yes, it may serve you and get you farther. But if you go into it thinking that you need that, it's like, maybe you should have taken that time and put it into your package better. Well, I mean, I guess they're also trying to play the game. Yeah, I guess. Because, like... Ugh. If you're aware that there are some people that have certain skill sets that you don't have and there's a challenge that you're weak in and if there is a way that any kind of group poll could put you up for extermination, you want people on your side. True. Yeah. I guess you're right. I just... I I will say a lot of this makes me think if I was to ever go back for a thing with Camp Wanakiki, like, would I have to completely change the way that I've I have thought about approaching any sort of competition. I don't know. So, it it makes me makes me not like it, but I guess that they are playing the game and doing what they got to do. So, I can't judge them too hard. <sighs> okay. So, now that all these whores are in and they've fought, <laughs> um, <laughs> they go in and uh, they get a rule explanation from the Boulets. We find out that the winning will be $100,000 courtesy of the brothers. They get to headline the Dracula World Tour. And they will receive the title of Dragula, the world's next drag super monster. The main twists of this season is, one, that that everyone is participating in the exterminations at the beginning of each episode. It's not an extermination, it's a fright feat. Oh, excuse me, the fright feat, yes. Um, And if you fail or refuse to participate, then the person who was eliminated or exterminated the previous episode gets to to take your place. What did you think about this? I think it's fun. because like (laughs) these are about to be some intense fright feats for them to have that role like you know they've got to be insanely intense for them to have that role i think especially coming off the heels of season four which some of those exterminations i personally would have like been fine in and wouldn't have had a problem with but that's me i know there are people that would have like struggled with a lot of those. Um, but me personally, <clears throat> I feel like this season would push me to my limits as far as some of mm. what to expect from some of these just by that role alone. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like, what, what are they going to, I can't think of anything that I would absolutely refuse to do. Like, I think in, in this sort of a setting, I could rise to the occasion, even if it's my biggest fear, but I'm also not scared of that much stuff. Yeah. Um, so, ugh, I don't know. Well, we'll see. It, it's they. It, I, I'm sure they know these people very well, right? Right. They so, know their fears and they know their weaknesses, I, so, so th- they can play fucking mind games. Yeah. This has to be very calculated. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. 
And then finally, we get to find out what the main challenge is for this week, and it is the Halloween house party, which is where all of the Titans will reinvent a classic Halloween look and create an original lip sync performance. But before we can get to that, we have the Fright Feast. Fright Feet. Fright Feet. Well, it was basically a feast, <laughs> in a way, bobbing for apples. Yeah. What do you think about this? The whole episode was very like traditional Halloween themed. Yeah. and it, it was timed well, I, I mean. I love it. <laughs> Um, bobbing for apples in blood and like with all the like animal parts, Mark was like, I don't know that I would be able to do that. And I'm like, I think I could, um, I think I could handle it. when Mark and I have also talked about Dracula, like the drinking, the blood and the eating the animal parts has always been what Mark is like the most like on edge and like not is, sure if they could do is Mark. Um, vegetarian, vegan, no. something. Oh, okay. But like, you just don't want to eat animals like that. Yeah, especially raw and like, and then drinking blood. I don't know. I've had worse in my mouth. Yeah, it's fine. I've had worse in my hole. <laughs> <laughs> Work. Um. <laughs> so yes, we get to this bobbing for apples and blood. Somebody has a pig head. Yeah. Poor Somebody Erica. has brains. Um. Well. Also, though, I do think that this is kind of a uh, an advantage for someone like Erica, who was really strong in the exterminations in their season. Right. You know, for them to get to do this in every single one. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Because to me, Erica seems a little fearless. Hopefully yeah. that doesn't come back and bite me in the ass. But um, <laughs> I, I just think that she is willing to jump in and do whatever she has to do to prove that she's a monster. So. I'm excited for it. She's a Taylor Swift album, if you will. <laughs> oh, yes. And they did see red with all this blood that was going on. Um, mm, two Taylor Swift albums. <laughs> now, there was some stakes at play for this. Stakes. Right? And there's the animal part. <laughs> I, I swear to God. <laughs> we about to go to a break. <laughs> <laughs> the winner gets to choose the roles or assign the roles for everyone for the floor show. Um, I don't know. What stuck out to you? What would your strategy be in this? Um, somebody like threw, I think it was Erica, like threw the pig head out. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I would be doing in this moment. Kendra threw her wig off and I was like smart. I feel like I might would try to do that, but clearly she still didn't win. Well, yeah, but she got to keep her hair. I wanted to, I, <laughs> okay. So I watched this twice and I struggled to see Victoria because I wanted to see Victoria do this because Victoria had that beautiful updo. Yeah. And I wanted to see what Victoria was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Pretending. Right. <laughs> Honestly, that'd be me. I'd get a little bit on my chin and be like, oh, well, I just wasn't fast enough. <laughs> You'd have to get at least one out. I mean, I guess, yeah. We'll they see. had eight. They had, Yeah, they did have eight. Um, it was funny to me that Ash that they didn't have a better system set up to make it clear who won, but Astrid thought she won, but Melissa actually won. Right. Astrid just jumps up and is like, I won. Yeah, I, I was really surprised they didn't have someone like counting or Well, I feel like production. this way also meant more drama. Yeah. I think they knew. I think they were keeping up with it. I think they this just adds for more television drama and it's it's good for the TV drama, mama. True, true. So they get to the part where they decide roles, and Astrid assigns everyone to everything. Some people... All at once? All everything, all at once, yes, just like the movie. 
And some people get, get their butts on their shoulders about who, what they're assigned to and how they were spoken to in that moment. Um, and then when they find out that it was actually Melissa who won, then they move things around. And like, here's the thing. Melissa had an attitude with Erica about the dancey thing. And Erica just like matched energy. And then Melissa was mad because Erica matched energy. They're all ganging up on her and moved her to the other room. Anyways, it really agitated me. Um, So they find out what the rules are, which I guess is the point. Sorry, I'm getting really flustered (laughs) because it's just I really hate to see someone get picked on like that. Like I've been that and it's it's really frustrating for me. So sorry if I get frustrated about it. Um, but yes, with the eventually the roles are decided where Astrid is going to be the host, and I think they they Melissa said she did that because she wanted to throw Astrid under the bus, right? Right. Because um, Astrid would be their sink or swim. Right. And Props to her for swimming, right? Uh, especially as the creature from the Black Lagoon. Like you better know how to swim. Have, <laughs> um, we have two at the TV, and that's Erica and Aborica and Aborica and Abora. Two at the Ouija board, Eva and Hoso. Three in the living room, Melissa, Kendra, and Coco. And then two are carving pumpkins, Jovska and Victoria. Whew, a lot happened in this segment. Yeah. I think I need to get a drink. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's go get some blood to drink. And we are back, and we're still reviewing Dragula Titans. Spooky. But in a fun way. And we just found out who is going to be playing what part in the floor show for the Halloween house party. Um, And I thought it was really funny when they all finally got their roles assigned and pettiness aside. They were able to start going to catch up. Um, And they were supposed to rehearse at this time. But really all they did was chat, which I think was kind of fun. I mean, it gave us all the drama of the episode, basically. Oh, yeah. And I also wonder... If, like, this was intentionally supposed to be rehearsal time or if this was producer prompted, don't actually get any work done. Only just, like, talk about other people not getting work done and drama. Yeah. You know? If it, if it was, I would say this is, it, it, this is just, like, so wildly different than what my experience was like on Camp Wanakiki, you know? Like, oh, wow. I, I can't believe the... Like how different it is, you know, just coming from one setting, seeing it in another, like imagining how, how did they truly set this up? Um, so yeah, they, they chat for that evening and then the next day they come back in and they pick back up with a drama. We've already talked a little bit about the love triangle, you know, that, that conversation continued. Right. I think we got to see Astrid's ass at this time. Um, oh yeah. Woo party. Um, and then when there was the- a booty. Yeah, there was. I'm a never going to complain about seeing a booty. Yeah, I'm right. Um, they also did this thing where I, I think Dragula is really good about this, sort of telling us how they made their looks. Um, I really enjoy that aspect of this. Same. Like, I often wonder how much of their looks are done before they come, and how much they have to do there, or if they're like told. Get most of it done, but have a little bit that you can work on to fill time while we're filming. I, I think it's that. I think it's the latter because, it, yeah, there's they always walk in with most of their stuff pretty much ready, right? But, um, and like on the one hand, I do sometimes wish they wouldn't show us everything. They would leave some things out for us to be surprised at the floor show. But I mean, overall, I feel like they do. Eh, yeah, 
Yeah, some people do. Like when I saw the pumpkin head though for Victoria, that's like her main reveal for this week. Um, so I was a little surprised that she showed that. But I, I thought, I don't know. For the most part, uh, we didn't yeah. get to see anything that took away from the looks later on. Um, yeah. Okay. So now it's time for the Halloween house party. What did you think of this? It was so cute. I, I loved it. It's my favorite thing Dragula's ever done, I think. It was so cute. It like had the nice like 60s mod vibes. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I don't know, having everybody as these quintessential classic Halloween characters, but like in your own personal tw- I love it. I live for it. Yeah. Eat it shit it piss it vomit it <laughs> eat it again run it over with a car exactly <laughs> i will i it was very reminiscent to me of the nosferatu beach party that was in season four yes um and but like better oh yeah way better it it was much more put together they had i think they were like okay this was good but let's break it up into these different ways and they, they really made it perfection with yes yeah. um yeah, I, I mean, well, I guess we'll we'll start getting into the looks that we that we saw for these. Um, but before we do, I do want to talk about the Boulay's looks for this episode. Um, we find out that our guest judges are Cassandra Peterson, also known as Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and Justin Simeon, who is a movie director of the upcoming Haunted Mansion movie, I believe. Um, what did you think of Elvira, like not being in drag? I'm used to that. Yeah. Um. This As is sort of a new thing for her, right? The past few times she's been on like any kind of drag television, she's been Ask Cassandra instead of Elvira. I think she's phasing Elvira out. Mm. You know what I mean? Is what it, the vibe is. Yeah. Because she's been on Drag Race, I think, three times total. Wow, truly a crossover queen. I think she's been on Drag Race three times. Two of the three times she was in drag, one... One of them, she was just as Cassandra. And the most recent time, she was just Cassandra. Mm. Um, so I think it's really just one of those things. She's in her 70s. I know you fucking lie. She's, she's in her 70s? Elvira is? Cassandra yeah. Peterson? Really? Ask Alexa how old Elvira is. Alexa, volume 10. Alexa, how old is Cassandra Peterson? Cassandra Peterson is 71. <gasps> 71? You're welcome. Well, she looks phenomenal. Oh, my God. Good for her. Um, okay. Well, I also really loved the Boulay's looks. I thought they were fun. I noticed that they matched the uh, the video prompt looks that they were wearing when they explained all the rules at the beginning. Um, so I was kind of expecting something different from oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they looked phenomenal. They probably paid a lot for this, so might as well get the most bang for your buck. I liked the joke about we were going to wear big hair and baggy clothes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) To be comfortable this season, but I guess not. (laughs) Okay, well, we are going to be flopping and fawning these looks in a little bit more depth than we did earlier, and we'll just be doing it in the order that they were presented to us in um, in the house party. So we'll start things off with Astrid as the creature. The creature from the Black Lagoon. Or as Cassandra said, the creature from the Black of Black Lagoon mixed with the shape of water. Yes. I really want to see that movie. Same. Oh. Um, I thought this was so fucking stunning. Yeah, this was great. 
I, I mean, it reminded, honestly, it took me back to Astrid's first episode of Dragula season one. She's you know, home next episode, I guess. Probably. Um, well, she didn't win. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but yeah, I thought this was a really fun take. No one else did the creature. Um, yeah, it, it was wonderful. Um, I wonder if they had to turn in what they were going to do. I mean, we had a couple of duplicates, so I don't think so. We but, had one duplicate. Mm, Melissa and Erica were kind of a duplicate. No, van- one was a bat, one was a vampire. Oh, oh okay, I see. Um, well, anyways, for Astrid, though, the, I guess I'm curious to know your thoughts, because I can't tell if I like it or dislike it. I feel like there are parts of this that look a little disjointed. Um, what parts look disjointed? Like the shoulder piece, the hip piece, and the head piece. They, they really go together, whereas the rest is kind of like a, a bodysuit. Um, mm. and, and I don't say that as like a read. I just mean, I noticed that they were separate pieces. And so I, I wasn't sure how to feel about if it. If you notice, like even some, do you notice that the arm is also that same piece? The forearm? Yes. is also that same piece. I think it's integrated enough and it's got enough of the same color story yeah. that it, I have zero problem with it because that's, I guarantee the base of that is made out of EVA foam. I know they said that they used Thai rice paper and mm. pops toothpicks and something else. Yeah. Um, for like the little fin parts, but it's got enough of a cohesive color scheme and everything. I'm here for it. Also, what a great look for the host to have. It is a wonderful look for the host to have. They- Cause I feel like this is probably one of the more over the top looks, especially when you factor in, the color and everything of it like this is an eye-catching look yeah if and Ma- i feel like that's very fitting of a house if melissa was trying to throw her under the bus <laughs> she messed up um yeah I, I i also wonder for these looks what is the criteria that we're going for here because this is going to be different from drag race right like it's not necessarily fashion that we're looking at um it's different from- i mean glamour is a tenant of dragula true i mean it's also it, this is also gonna be different from camp one kiki right like there's not like a talent show or a story that necessarily needs to be told with each look yeah um i think for me personally um <laughs> it's gonna be how does this fit into the challenge and how does it fit into some of the tenets of dracula it doesn't have to hit mm. all three tenets but as long as it's hitting like one of the tenets or something like that, I like can give it a pass as long as it still goes into like what the challenge is. Okay. Nice. And obviously there's probably going to be some personal preference of things of like, Oh, I just don't like this. Like as there is with any, with anything. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, is this a fawn or a flop for you? This is definitely a fawn for me. Like I love, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty big fawn for me as well. Okay, next to the stage, we have Melissa be fierce as a vampire. What'd you think? Um, did she elevate it? I, I'm not crazy about this. Did she do anything different? Did she reinvent a vampire? Uh, well, I don't know that the challenge was to reinvent it. I think it was to do it in your own drag style. And I don't know. Like, I like her makeup. I... It, when she turned around, it was like you could see all the pieces of the puzzle, you know, like the you could see like the back piece of the wings and, and it just didn't feel 
fully realized at, as some of these others did. And I don't yeah. really like the bottom for this. Like I have a dress like that, but it, to me it just doesn't work for some reason. I don't know. I'm not crazy about it, but I do like the nails. It's a flop. Yeah, I think I'm going to lightly flop this as well. Um, sorry, Melissa. Next up, we have Hoso as a pirate. What did you think of this one? Oh, my God. There is so much fucking detail in this yeah, that my crazy. eye does not even know where to fucking land. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I I think in this kind of situation, I would say a good thing. It's one of those critiques that can be a good thing or it can be a yeah. bad thing. Um, But, like, to me, this is one of the things that is, like, it it does take you a second to realize that it's a pirate. You've got to look at some of the detail. Like you don't, you can't glance at it and tell that it's a pirate. Well, I recognized it when she was moving, like in the house party. Yes. I was like, oh, the feather was the, the giveaway for me. Oh, right. it's a pirate. Um, Agreed. But what I'm saying is like, it does take a second of looking at it to be able to absorb that it's a pirate. It's not something that, you know, yeah. like, I feel like with Astrid and with Melissa's, you kind of got it from the jump. True. Um, but I'm not using that as a way to take away points because I still think this is fucking fabulous. Um, and once you do look at it, it is very obvious what it is. And I mean, this is truly Hoso's style it of is. doing things. So this is like huge, huge fun for me. I'm also going to fawn it. I don't know why, but I do like it. I really like the birdcage in the hat. Um, I found that to be really interesting, a really interesting choice. It's like they found all this treasure and they just attached it to themselves. Um, well, also pirates carry parrots. I True. And is that is that a dead parrot like on the hook? I don't know. Do you see that though? It's like kind of, it, it sticks out in like a different color on the right hand. Um, she has like a little sword. It could be. Anyways, I, I think it's very cute. Well done, Hosa. Oh, it honestly really might be... Like a, a dead parrot. Yeah. There's so much. It's a lot of detail. Um, but, well done. Okay, next to the stage we have Yovska, and she was Pumpkinhead. What'd you think? I thought this was really cute it's, for Yovska. I, yeah, I thought so too. Um, Yeah. I really I, liked this. It's, I really like this. I will say it is a little bit of a shame that her and Victoria both were pumpkins. Well, I felt that way at first, but also I think they did it so differently. Yeah. But when both of them actually had pumpkin heads and there was such a like clear quality difference between the two pumpkin heads and a clear concept difference as far as like an elevation in one of the, I don't know. It's still a fawn for me, but um, I think I would like this more had Victoria not also been a pumpkin head. You know, I just, I, I hear what you're saying, but I also, I don't really see it as a quality difference. I, I honestly see it. I hope this doesn't sound like a read, but I, it honestly sounds to me. It, it's like a, it's Yavska's style. It's just like her, her style is a little different. You know, it's not going to, this is what I expect from a, Yo a Yovska look. And I think that this is very elevated 
before, from what we saw in the previous seasons. Yeah. I am obsessed with the jack-o'-lantern tits. I have really wanted to do a flap jack-o'-lantern look. Um, but now I'm like, I don't know if I want to, because <laughs> am I going to be able to reach this level of camp that Jovska is achieving here? Um, this is my favorite look of the week. I'm not even fucking lying to you. This is a fetch for me. Stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> I really like this look. I love it so much. And I... I just it's the one I've thought the most about since I've watched the episodes. I really love it. Props to Yoska. It's really cute. I would want to wear this. Okay. <laughs> You're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> Next to the stage we have Erica as a bat. Freaking bats. I love Halloween. I love Halloween. Um <laughs> I thought the intention behind this is great. Yeah, I, I thought the intention behind it was good, and I think there are a lot of good elements. What I didn't like was how she modeled it, to be honest. The, yeah. Like, in the video, it just looked very bland when she just stood there and, like, opened her arms. Yeah. And I was like, oh, come, oh, come on, do more, you know, like, dance like or something. Like, flap them or something. Yeah, flap those wings. Like, um, yeah, I, I, I like it. I, I would probably wear it. I just... I think I wish there was a little bit more, and I don't know yeah. really what... It just, it's like, it's just fabric. You know what I mean? But it, I would say it's more than just fabric. Like, it's got, like, the, the red liner on the inside. That's, like, a fur on that. I uh, think what I mean is, trim. like, it just, like, everybody else went above and beyond as far as they've, like, either done stoning or distressing or something, whereas so much of this outfit is this clean, pristine fabric. Yeah, you know what I mean. I wish there would have just been a little bit of an element of elevation. I, you know what? A lot of times I say I wish there was a bite to it, and as a bat that's sucking blood, she probably should have had a, she probably should have taken a bite out of something. You know? I mean, she did have blood dripping a right. little bit down the bl- front on I, her thing. So I, like, I think it would have been cool if she, I think it would have been cool if she had like a, an animal or something that she could like take a bite. I out think it would have been cool if it would have been an actual bat, I, and then she could have pulled it pulled an Ozzy Osbourne yeah no she should have had a fake Ozzy Osbourne and bitten off Ozzy Osbourne's head that would have been fucking meta <laughs> as shit and I would have died <laughs> yeah that would have been really funny I, I like the look overall but I think I am going to flop it in comparison to the others um, I, I hope that we get a little more detail from her because this is not the level of detail that we have been seeing from her yeah. look so far and it's not that I don't like this look it's just I don't like this look for this circumstance. Amen. Amen. So it's a flop for me. Agreed. And it's another Sorry, Erica. You know I love you. Okay. Next to the stage we have Eva Destruction. Yes. What'd you think? Um, this, especially when she still had like the coat on mm-hmm. with like the distressness in it. Yes. Was so good. I was it was <laughs> hot. Like this did things to me <laughs> made your bugs bite like i like might be an eva fan this season yeah you weren't before i mean i've always enjoyed eva but she's never been like one of my like fave faves like i've always mm. liked her um i really this like was her. fucking hot and then to reveal the corset that had the pentagram oh, iconic work. With the pitchfork that was the cigarette extender, there's mm. so many details to this that I am living. 
Four. It's, just, it's very clean, you know? It's very clean. It's very hot. Yeah. And, like, her makeup is really good. Yeah. Like, it, it All the it way down up. to the black tongue with the dirty teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The huge props to her. This is probably my second favorite look of the week. Um, I, I'm just... But, honestly, her makeup is what does it for me more than anything. Um, the makeup was so good. Yeah. it's And the hair, too. It's a huge fawn for me. I think it's probably my second favorite of the week. Work. So it's going to be a fun. Nice. Next up, we have Coco Kane as a mummy. What'd you think? Um, I just feel like we have seen and, yeah. amazing things from Coco. Same. And I see that she's trying to be a mummy. Mm-hmm. It just comes across a little unfinished in a way. You yeah. know what I mean? It just is a little messy. And it's not to the level that we have seen from Coco. Yeah, this definitely reads as mummy, I think. But it's, I agree, it's it's not done. Um, and to be honest, looking back at her Meet Our Monsters promo, looking back in some ways at her uh, entrance look, the... I think we're seeing some similar things here, right? She's showing off her body a lot more than the garment, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. You're just going to have a balance. Yeah. It's just like we're, we're kind of hitting this pattern and I don't want her to get stuck in a rut. Um, I think this is going to be a flop for me because I think it's that a flop. there's other better constructed garments. Um, but I, I, I liked it. I don't know. Her makeup and hair is always gray. Always. That it never, that face card never declines. Um, next we have Victoria Elizabeth Black as the pumpkin head too. This, I, I was pretty obsessed with this. I love a, a flap jack-o'-lantern look. Um, this, the fact that it was made from like all the real pumpkin stuff, you know, that's super cool to me. Um, what did you think? This is my favorite. I, I could tell. <laughs> um, like just all the fucking detail that went into this. Yeah. The fact that like it's got the pumpkin guts like on the hoop skirt, it's got the pumpkin guts around her legs, like basically as tight. Mm-hmm. She has that with the like carnival pumpkiny stripes on it on both the boots and the like corset dress, all the way down to the taking the wig off and yeah. revealing the like gooey pumpkin guts in the skull thing. Also, the fact of how much she is able to emote in this fucking mask. Yeah, that's difficult. Because that's not an easy thing to do. And I swear she was giving more emotion than some people, some other people were that didn't have masks exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah, props to her. This is my fetch of the week. Work. Stop trying not to Victoria fetch. getting both of my fetches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone might be a Victoria stan. And she's not even on your roster. <laughs> Next up, we do have someone who is on your roster, and that is Abora as question mark, question mark, question mark. I thought that was so funny. That was really funny. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know if it was going to be a gimmick or if they, but then like when judging came around, they were like, really didn't know what she was. Um, Honestly, I think she would have been better off if she had said that she was a witch. Because uh, when she said alien, I was like, oh, honey, you're, you're done. Just, you're <laughs> you're <just>. done. 
Uh, You're done. What did you think about the look, though? I mean, I like the look, but it doesn't matter if I like the look if it don't fit the challenge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I really do enjoy this look. But I, we need to be able to know what you are. Right. I would really love it if I got to see more looks from Abora that were similar to that clown look she did in season two. The one that's like the, it's oh like a God. bank robber. Yeah. It's like black and white. I just think that that is a realm that they were so strong in. Um, and obviously I don't want to box Abora in and say they need to do their art a particular way. I just thought that was like such a clean, well done, campy look that worked so well, that fit their aesthetic, I think that they would have been a lot better off if they had gone that route here. Um, so, that I don't... This is a flop for me. I don't... I don't see what it is. I don't... I don't really get it. Um, sorry. It's a flop for me. Same. Sorry, Abora. Next to the stage, we have Kendra Onyx as Frankenstein. What'd you think of this? Um, I thought the makeup and hair were great. But yeah, that's also, what made it Frankenstein, for sure. But also, it's not Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein's monster. Okay, but on the on the episode, they said Frankenstein, not Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, but monster. like... You can take that up with the boulets, Miss Here's Bang. the thing. Frankenstein is the doctor. Frankenstein's <laughs> monster is what we commonly are, like, misconstrued as Frankenstein. I bet you're fun at parties. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, if, but if you go to a party, like, you're going to be like, oh, that's Frankenstein, you know? Mm. I mean, you're not, but, like, I think anyone else would, right? That boy is a monster. It's under my bed. Wait, no, that's the wrong song. I don't know. Is this a... You were thinking I'm friends with the monsters. Yeah. I was singing Gaga. Oh, I'm too tired for this. Oh, my God. Okay, so is this a flopper of on for you? Oh! Considering the only place that I got Frankenstein is the makeup, I think I might have to flop it. Really? I I enjoy it, but where else does this tell you Frankenstein? I enjoy it a lot, and to be honest, I don't I don't think that should discount the look. Uh, like it doesn't. Okay, okay. I don't. I mean, it's for me. I mean, it's my it's my fawn. I'm gonna fawn this. I okay. like it. I also I, just didn't like how she did it in the challenge. So. Yeah, I mean, I, did, I wasn't crazy about the things she did, but I really did like this look. I thought the makeup was great. And the I, makeup is great. I like the, I, the, the makeup is fantastic. I love how the neck piece is like equally fashion, but also kind of instant. Uh, it gives to that idea of like Frankenstein having the conductors in his neck, you know? Except um, aren't the earrings supposed to be the actual conductors? Oh, I have no idea. Look at the earring. I'm trying. I can't zoom in. Let's see. Yeah, I don't know. Or at least maybe Frankenstein's on a leash. I don't know. I, I don't like know. it, and I'm giving it a fawn, and I stand by it. Damn it, Janet. You have to do what you want. But I just disagree. I also love the textured hair, like as yeah. like that Frankenstein. Um, the hair and makeup are great, but that's yeah. the only thing that gives me Frankenstein out of this. Well, what does Frankenstein wear? Clothes. These are clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways. Okay. Okay. We'll move on. We'll move on. So. Now we're getting into the judging. Um, and 
We find out that our safe titans um, who are asked to stay on stage are Kendra, Jovska, Hoso, and Melissa. I think Hoso could have very easily been top. You think? Yeah. I think she could have very easily been top. I don't know. I I agreed with the tops being Astrid, Eva, and Victoria. I think it could have easily been a top four is what I'm saying. Oh, I see. I see. I agree with the top three. I think it could have been a top four because I think any of the four of them could have been justified for the win. Yeah, they, they were all pretty strong. Um, although I was, we ultimately found out Victoria was the winner. I would have been happy with Victoria or Astrid winning. I, I just, I think Victoria's pumpkin, like the guts inside the head, that was a really cool thing to me. Eva had my favorite performance. Mm. Like my pa- favorite person to watch during it was Eva. My second favorite was Victoria, but my favorite, if you're going to count the look and the performance was Victoria. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. But Eva was just something about Eva's performance was just so. Yeah. She looked so very good. natural, really strong. She was um, like, she's, very obviously a performer and she was very in it then we find out our bottoms are abora coco and erica um but the twist for this week is not that anyone will be put up for extermination but that the cast will vote for who they think performed the weakest of the week um and the Boulets the, the said that there are even more twists to come i can't imagine what else could be twisted I've got a question for you. What? Do you think they're going to be voting every week? Uh, Probably. Up until like the very end. I don't think they're going to be voting every week. Hmm. Maybe. Because the way the Boulets worded it was, we can't bear to break this reunion up. So we're going to give the power to you. And it made it sound like it was going to be like this week. I could be wrong. Watch it mean me wrong next week. I but feel like they're probably going to vote oh, 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 for most of the season. We'll I would find think. Out. Um, I like, I don't know. I just have a feeling that it's not going to be voting every week because I mean, the cast has named it Gagula. I feel like it could vary week to week. Oh, true. I mean, it could, I wouldn't be surprised. They, they, they're always doing crazy things in the show. Um, because also voting, I feel like makes it seems a little too much like drag race. Yeah, but it's all, I don't know, it's also different. Like, the thing about this is... They also can vote for literally anybody. Yeah, it doesn't really make it a competition based on drag. It makes it based, it's like Big Brother, you know? Like, you're you're, a survivor, you're voting for who you want out. Iconic. And so you make your alliances, you're not really rewarded for need more drag like that. Like... I need more drag competitions like that. I guess <laughs> I I don't know I would not I would not love that stuff but to me they they did say you should vote for who you think did the weakest they didn't say vote for who you want to eliminate you know so I, I'm not sure how much they will live up to that but um I don't know what would your strategy be for voting um I will be honest when we got into the deliberations it seemed a lot of people were very obviously voting for Abora. I mean, I agree Abora was probably the worst. I would have probably been much like Hoso, and I would not have voted for Abora. You would have voted for someone who didn't deserve it? <laughs> I would have probably actually voted for Erica, so I would have probably been like Eva. Mm. But like, I would have dodged the like 
Yeah, but also I think that it could come. I, so I think that I they mean, should have read the votes out loud. Same. That would have been. But we still have another episode. I hope they do it next episode. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I just like, I don't know. I think for me personally, I am too biased pro Abora to be able to vote Abora off. Especially True. week one. But if Especially you're in the same season one. with them, I don't know. I'm too biased to week one vote out Abora. Like, I can objectively say that I know I am too biased to week <laughs> one vote out Abora. I would vote out somebody else. I mean, but see, if, if, they perf- if they deserved to be in the bottom, right? And week one, I would not want... And, and I know that they're a strong entertainer. I would probably want to go ahead and get them out. Yeah, but I would want to see what they have to offer if they're somebody that I truly love. If you're in the same competition as them, yeah. do you want to win $100,000 and be yeah. America's next drag super monster? But also, what are if they're like this bad and people are already this much against them, they can make it the next week, show a little bit more, and then get voted out by group. Not if they come back and win and then vote your ass out. <laughs> Not if you have an alliance with them. You win these alliances. I, I don't know. I'm... I'm, I feel very. Conflicted. I'm too strategic for this shit. Yeah, I, I think I feel like you would overthink yourself into elimination. To be honest, <laughs> like <laughs> me overthink. Um, I would never. I thought my favorite moment from the whole boudoir. We don't have to talk about everything that happened in there, but when Coco was trying to write her vote, and then she was like, "I can't do this with the nails," and then she tried to use her nail as a quill, oh my god, and then folding it like <laughs> Danny. Can I, I text my vote? That was so funny. I loved that. I tweeted it. She liked my tweet. Um, thanks, Coco. Uh, okay, and so we we come back and we find out that the bottom two are, or the the people who were nominated to be in the bottom two are Erica and Abora. What? First of all, did you agree with this? I mean, it was. I guess yeah. Yeah, I I wasn't too mad, I, but I did think Coco deserved to be in the bottom over Erica based on the critiques that were given i guess yeah like the bottom three were the correct bottom three yeah and it was just kind of a toss-up and i'm a little biased out of the three the person that i would want the that i'm the least excited to see more from and it's not that i'm not excited because i am so don't get that twisted i am very excited to see what they have to offer and i'm glad they're still here erica is the one that of those so you three. do hate Erica. So now that we've got it out, huh? <laughs> okay. All right. I see how it is. I see how it is. No, Erica's going to go to the end, and she's on my roster for a reason. Um, okay. Now, my question is, we, we get them up on the trap doors. So is it who is the person that gets exterminated the person with the most votes? I'm sure it is, right? It or, has to be. Or do the boulets say, okay, now we decide based on the bottom I'm two. pretty sure it's whoever had the most votes. I thought it was the Belays deciding. I think it's whoever had the most votes. But we'll find out. I think Abora had the most votes. Probably. Yeah, it was a li- that was a little unclear. Because I think Eva or someone, as soon as Abora went down, they were like, did I make the right decision? It was Astrid, because Astrid, Astrid voted yes. for... Abora. Coco. They did? Oh, I don't remember. We should write this After voted for Coco. Um, okay. Well, that brings us to our roster. So now Abora is out. I know they were at the top of your list, Fawn. Um, 
And my roster has one person with a win. So things are looking pretty good for me uh, for this tattoo situation. Yeah, well, the top three this week, two of the three were in my roster. Yeah, you had a lot happen to your group. I think the only thing that really happened to mine was Victoria won and Erica was in the bottom. Um, Yeah. But... Like a Bora, but I eliminated. had two of the three of the tops and two of the three of the bottoms. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's still anybody's game. Best of luck. Um, well, is there anything else that we would be remiss if we didn't talk about for this episode? It was a long one. Um, maybe a Bora will come back. I hope. I'm manifesting. Yeah, we'll see. I'm manifesting a Bora comes back next episode because I love her too much. I wouldn't be surprised. I think a Bora probably has a lot more to show. So, yeah. we'll see. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to another exhilarating and spooky episode of Flapping and Fawning. Bye. for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well and pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at flap and fawn pod oh and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch you can also connect with us via gmail at flapping and fawning pod at gmail.com see you next time bye ta-ta